Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today, we have local singer-songwriter Dave Rabineau. Dave has released his debut recording, We Had a Good Run, and he will be celebrating the release with a concert on April 23rd at 6 p.m. at The Parlor on North Main Street. Gotta sing a song about a sunset, sing a song about the night, sing a song about a sunset. Days seem long, but they're really short. Nights are short unless they're long. Space between the golden hour, pink and purple here and gone. Gotta sing a song about a sunset. Sing a song about the night Sing a song about a sunset Ice inside a glass keeps melting Water turns to vapor overnight Glass slips from a hand and shatters A million stars refracting borrowed light The washing machine plays a song when it's done Plays until someone turns it off Just about broke my heart to think Played all night long for no one Yesterday, and we looked out on the ocean. She sang a song she wrote. It went. Gotta sing a song about a sunset. Sing a song about the night. Sing a song about a sunset. Gotta sing a song about a sunset. Sing a song about the night. Sing a song about a sunset Hey John, how are you? Alright, how are you? Good, thanks. You released a CD called We Had a Good Run and Mm -hmm. you are having a CD release show and when and where is that? going to be on april uh what is it april 23rd saturday april 23rd at the parlor north main street uh starting i think doors open at six it's going to be an, an earlier show we'll probably go on around six thirty. play through the record will you have some of the folks that played on the cd with you yeah we're going to have um, almost everybody that played on it there uh keith mundlow who produced it is going to be there and Joe Potenza, who played bass, uh, Chris Brooks on pedal steel, uh, Dick Reed on accordion, uh, and George Dussault, who played a lot of, uh, played a million things on this record. Uh, he'll be there playing mostly guitar and string instruments. Cool. How about the uh, the other folks who lent some of the vocals? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to do any extra vocals just because the parlor stage is pretty small. <laughs> so I, I think we'll, uh, we'll lean on the boys for the background vocals for this one. Okay. Um, 
what do you think it's going to run to like till eight o'clock or something or it's eight thirty? That, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably wrap up around eight quarter of and have time for people to you know old people like me who want to buy a CD they'll have a chance to do that. There. Is there a cover charge to get in? Nope, no cover. Just come on down. I think we uh, I think the deal we cut is uh, we split a share of whatever the bar takes in. So come on down and drink heavily. Uh, drink drink heavily but responsibly responsibly heavily. <laughs> So I've listened to your CD a couple of times. It's it's pretty funky. I like it. It's it's got a um, an interesting feel to it. It's um, this is your first CD, right? Yeah, I never did anything like this before. Now I know you from Empire Review. That's where I met you, and we've played several shows together at the Empire Review. Um, are you actually one of the Sparkling Beatnits, or are you usually just a guest? I I never can get that straight because sometimes. I mean, the group of sparkling beatniks tends to be kind of loose. Yeah, uh, I think I'm an official beatnik. Uh, I, I think I can count myself among their number. But uh, when I have to step away, I still get they, they keep and, and everybody's kind enough to let me uh, poke my head in if I have to like take a couple months off and pretend like I'm a musician and show up and do a song, which is nice. <laughs> I get the best of both worlds. Where did you get your start doing all this? I mean, what what is your background in in the music and the comedy of the of the sketch comedy of, of the, uh, Empire Review? Um, I, 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 I get, I went to, to grad school as an actor, uh, went to the, what used to be the Trinity Rep Conservatory and graduated in the very early 2000s. Um, and have, you know, hung around doing plays and stuff, uh, down here for, for a long time. Um, but you know, it's, it's not, uh, exactly a steady gig. No, um, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I, so uh, I, I at some point I hooked up with uh, with Keith. I had some friends. I started doing some improv with with some folks who, who I got to know from Trinity and and was doing that. And still do that and knew some of those guys. Uh, had also done the review with Keith, and they kind of like brought me on as a guest a couple times, um, just as like a comedian, you know, just a performer, and got along really well. And then I Keith has been pretty like a very. Uh, warm and encouraging about like letting me kind of explore early on I kind of realized like all right nobody's doing like sort of funny songs except for like as a big group but nobody's doing like a solo kind of funny song that was kind of a slot I could kind of fill so I tried to do that for a while and that was fun and then I like the song started to morph into things that were not always funny and and that seemed to be okay with everybody so I just kept doing it Uh, so it's it's been a it's been a kind of a weird slow evolution but it all kind of feels like you know, it, it's all that sort of like fun, creative, like trying to keep an audience in mind, but also try to satisfy some sort of creative itch at the same time. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you uh, involved in any of the plays at Trinity? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I did. Uh, I mean, back in the day, I was, you know, did some Christmas Carol. I was in, had a tiny part in Wit. And actually I was, I had a small part in uh, the last play that Trinity did right before the pandemic. Um, so I kind of kept my foot in that, in that arena a little bit. Have you uh, have you acted elsewhere besides Trinity and, and Empire Review? Sure, I've been on stage of the Gam a bunch. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff over at Wilbury. Um, I did a couple of things over at Second Story when they were still in existence. Um, I tried to do stuff up in Boston right when I graduated, but you know, I I became a Rhode Islander at some point. <laughs> I, I, like, I, <laughs> Where were you from originally? I'm originally from Central Mass. Uh, oh, okay. Pittsburgh, Massachusetts, like up near Worcester. Okay, yeah, Rhode Island has that that effect on people it kind of sucks you in then you're like yeah it's too far <laughs> it really i like i 
it's growing up where I grew up. I was like, you had to drive 45 minutes to do anything. Right, right. But now after living down here for you know, over 20 years, it, it, it kind of like saps your will to get behind the wheel. What do you mean I have to go that around the corner to get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee? That's too far. Why isn't there one on the... You should be one across the street. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I I find myself into that. I mean, I'm a born and bred Rhode Islander, and I I was traveling for a while, but I'm I'm at the point where it's like I have to leave the house. I, I mean, that's like yeah, that's too much. I'm supposed to go to a concert in Boston tonight, and I'm alternately really looking forward to it and also really dreading it. Who's playing? Uh, Todd Snyder's playing up at the winery. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've played up at the at City Winery. It's yeah, have fun parking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's i mean i've i've done gigs up in boston and i've gone to boston for shows i dread it it's just you know you better leave in the next 20 minutes in order to get there on time yeah it's pretty much it it's like i don't know anyway we're not here to talk about boston traffic <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's cool that i i didn't know that about you that you did all this acting stuff have you uh ventured into any extra work or any movie work at all with some of the stuff that's come through Rhode island no i haven't i haven't i haven't hooked up with that that stuff i never really put my my stuff out there for for that I, I, like i don't know I'm, I'm such a the older i get the more curmudgeonly i get the more i kind of like i enjoy things but i want to enjoy them on my own terms <laughs> and, how old are you? You're acting like you're ninety. I, I'm a spiritual ninety. I'm I'm a I'm a legit forty eight, but I'm a spiritual ninety. Oh my gosh! I thought I was bad, and I'm sixty one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I I it just sounds to the idea of like hanging out, even like getting paid for it to just kind of like stand there and look like something seems. But it, I know I'm I'm going to go bananas <laughs> after like five minutes. Now, I've heard there's a lot of hanging around at those movie sets. I've known people who've done those movie sets. And, you know, you get dressed up in your costume, you sit around for like 10 hours, then you go out and you you mill about for 15 minutes while they shoot it, and then you go back and you wait a long time again. Yeah, that's just, I, I'm, I'm bad at that. Like, do, doing this record was one of the most, like, artistically satisfying things because I... I got to like do something. We spent like months, like you know, in these kind of short bursts, like kind of laying down the initial tracks for the songs, and then I got to like be there and like watch other people work and like say stuff about it and be involved. But I also didn't have to work really hard for that part. <laughs> so it was like I was involved, but not too heavily involved. Everybody treated me like I knew what I was doing. It was great. <laughs> Were some of these songs that uh, did some of these spring from the uh, the Empire Review shows? Yeah, a, a bunch of them did. I, uh, uh, at least, uh, uh, at least uh, I think three or four of them did. Um, and that was kind of the impetus behind the record. Keith kept saying, "Like we, I want to see what happens if we actually get some folks to play on these and like you know rehearse them for more than you know 15 minutes before the show uh, and see what we can find in them." Uh, so yeah, a few of them definitely came directly out of, of the review, and then some of them kind of came out of like the experience of writing for the review without um, the the sort of. Uh, the need to write for a um, a theme, you know. Right now, now correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I have I don't know if it's a good memory or not, but I remember playing a show with you at AS220, and I think it was the Clean Show or something like that, and we had both written songs for that, and I was backstage waiting to go on, and I peeked out on the stage. I saw your bare ass out there, and you were buck naked out on the stage. Well, that's not entirely fair. I, I was wearing a, an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just have the the memory of like staring out and seeing your ass, and I'm like, oh my gosh, he is naked. 
you know, there was a, you know, like there's, like I said, there I saw Lane. I was like, nobody's doing the funny songs by themselves, so I'll do that. <laughs> but then, like, once you do it, it's you know, it's, it's great. But like, now I can't do really do that again. So no, I had, to try to, I had to try to find something else. <laughs> Yeah, the that... first time it's funny. The second time it's maybe like it's maybe my kink, and then somebody <laughs> needs to have a talk with me about it. Yeah, it, I've seen a lot of funny stuff at that show, though. I I miss um, I miss the Empire Review. I know it's been coming back, and it, I don't know if it's come back regularly yet. But I've it's I think I guess it things are starting to get back to normal still. But I I, I really enjoyed those shows, and you, I've I've seen you do some pretty funny stuff at those shows. It's such a fun uh, lab. I, like we have such free reign to kind of do whatever. So um, if we can imagine it and sort of physicalize it, we have permission to try it, so, which is really really nice. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's even. It, I mean, I love being part of those shows. I I love being in the audience too because it's just you just it's so goofy. I mean, it's just this some stuff that goes on that's just oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. Or it's just you know there. I walk away from those shows. You know, me and my girlfriend will walk away from those shows like muttering some of the, the catchphrases from it because they're so funny. But again, and you had some of the people from the band, the, the uh, Empire Review band that um, played on your CD, Joe and Keith. Um, yep. You know, they're mainstays of the Empire Review band and, and, you know, they're great performers and to have them on a CD is is really a good thing. Oh my gosh, there, there's so many, I, 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 you know, like I think like a lot of musicians, I tend to I never tended to think that much about bass players as, as somebody who's not a bass player until I spent some time with, with like watching Joe work and watching. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, a guy who played the uprights uh, for this uh, uh, record. Um, uh, it'll come to me. But it, watching these guys like dig in and play and realizing like what a, what an incredible instrument the bass is and what you can do with it when you give it space to to work is. It was, a, it was a real learning experience for me as someone who's not like a, a trained musician necessarily. Yeah, I mean the the players on this on this CD are amazing, and the the uh, the musicality and the just what they did, what they all contributed is is great. I mean the steel guitar that was throughout it. it I mean this this CD has it's an interesting mix. It's kind of like a it has a quirkiness to it, but as a overall, it has this country feel to it. You know, I was the song "Angels and Devils." I got a a huge Leonard Cohen vibe from that from that song. I just that was such a Leonard Cohen esh song. And then what am I gonna do now? I actually heard a little bit of REM coming through on that one. And you know, there's all kinds of styles that you're kind of uh, channeling on this on this CD, and they all come out great. I mean, your your lyrics seem to be like a, a stream of consciousness in some points. In some points, it seems like you've you come out with some great lyrics, like in a place where she belongs. You're a verse in someone else's story. That that was a great line and. I think it was the uh, almost late night is like, you know, sitting down and writing a song is easy. You get some words and you string them along. It's not open heart surgery. And yeah, yeah I mean, there's some just a lot of uh, a lot of music on here that just stuck out to me. That was, you know, and it starts off with this, you know, going to sing a song about a sunset. This this kind of happy kind of uh, perky song. It, it gets you like right in the mood of you know feeling good even though it's a song about sunset it's just you know it's almost like a sunrise song that's about sunset yeah we, I, I don't know I, 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 like that's a song that definitely came right out of the review I think it was like that was like the sunset show I was like alright I'll try to write that I, I think I, I'd been staying out on the cape the week before and just tried to kind of like I mean everybody talks about how the 
the light out there is kind of unique. And I, I, I think I, I, I just sat out like one evening and just tried to come up with something that kind of felt like to me what it felt like being out there. So that's kind of where that song came from. There's a bunch of like hanging out on the Cape and hanging out outside because there wasn't that much else we could do for the last couple of years except hang out outside. <laughs> well, that's that was a good thing because most people needed to get outside. I mean, there were too many people that spend too much time inside. You have a song on here which I think could immediately turn into an annual classic, your Happy New Year song. I mean, right there, that's a song that, I mean, there's not a lot of New Year songs around. So that that song right there should get you some airplay every year, if anything, because it's such a, I mean, you've got the chorus on there and, you know, what does Nikki sing on there and... um, and uh, who else sings on there? Nikki and uh, Tom and uh, uh, Katie, Keith's wife, and uh, uh, Tina Wollstonecroft sings on it. Um, uh, my friend Rachel is also a sparkling beatnik. Uh, yeah, they're all they, they all came in one day and we we did uh, we did like a couple of hours as the this was as the pandemic kind of like uh, had its sort of first recession <laughs> early in the late spring uh, of last year. We finally felt comfortable. We had been working like one or two people at a time and. That was the first time we felt like we could get a group of people together in the studio and uh, and have them in there safely. So that was really fun. And it was the first time we, like, a lot of my friends had heard any of this stuff, and it was really cool to kind of bring them along on that. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It would be nice to get a slice of that, 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 <laughs> that New Year's money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a song that could be played. I mean, I mean, it has its local local flavor to it when you're referring to the bar in Massachusetts, and you're talking about a specific thing. But then you go into the chorus, and it's a very you know universal chorus. I will say the the bar, like the first two lines of that song are, are true. There is like there's a bar. Uh, I forget where what the name of it is, but it's out in um, it's out uh, where Mount Holyoke is, uh, and it is just like a cement rectangle with a roof. Uh, and I, I remember I was out there uh, working for a summer, and you could go to this bar, and you could get like a it was I think it was like a dollar fifty martini, which was indicative of the quality. But also, I was going to say, what are they using? Rubbing alcohol. <laughs> But it was, it was, yeah. Everything else is made up, but I can, I can definitely uh, say with certainty that that bar legit existed at least in 1999. So that song, "Angels and Demons," like I said, that had a very Leonard Cohen feel to it. The lady or the tiger, the carrot or the whip. My way or the highway, which way you gonna go? Below the golden valley, above the endless skyway How do I choose between them, boy, you're never gonna know The angel's on one side, the devil's on the other Both whisper in my ear, boy, you gotta pick a side The angel's on one side, the devil's on the other Both saying, won't you dance with me? People talking at me, I can't hear a word they saying Everything's a mystery and I can't find a solution Everybody's talking about the right side of history But the ones that wrote the books must have won the revolution The angel's on one side, the devil's on the other Both whisper in my ear, boy, you gotta pick a side The angel's on one side, the devil's on the other Singing, won't you dance with me? Angels and devils and demons and a host The Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost I can't 
can't see But I once was blind How am I supposed to make up my mind? Standing at the crossroads Believe I'm sinking down Nothing lasts forever, but nothing ever dies Get off the pot and shit, or go cry me a river No matter how you slice it, boy, you gotta pick a side Angels on one side, the devil's on the other With whisper in my ear, boy, you gotta pick a side The angels on one side, the devil's on the other Both saying, won't you dance with me? Saying, won't you dance with me? Saying, won't you dance with me? was in the inspiration behind that one I, I actually really like that song I, it's a very cool song and i just hear let i just hear echoes of leonard cohen throughout that whole thing just the whole the music the even the the presentation of it just sounds very leonard cohen-ish oh that's cool that's really nice of you to say thank you um yeah i think it, that one came out of that was another uh review song that i think we had i think we had the good and evil show maybe or something, something like that and i was trying to come up with some sort of song that like played a little bit with the like just having a dichotomy of things and I, it's weird i realize I, I almost never work in minor keys like when i if, if i'm going to start like writing something like I'll, I'll, I'll i almost invariably like gravitate towards starting working in, in a major key and that song was kind of uh a, just a little bit of a departure like just in that sense of, of trying to think of something that was a little maybe a little dark a little darker but it, yeah it really i remember it was really fun to write it was really fun to just kind of string those things together and realizing like I could borrow, you know, I could borrow words here and there from like, uh, I think I, you know, I borrow a, a line from Robert Johnson and one from Fred Neal and realizing really, I could get away with that and kind of like stand on giant shoulders. Well, what um, is it? What's the line that says uh, artists borrow, but greater artists steal or something like that? Somewhere along that lines is it's there's a there's a there's a phrase that goes. I don't really know how it goes, but it, yeah, it yeah. that's something that's very common. People do that all the time. And it's yeah, and I, 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 and I like I definitely did it consciously. I, I wrote it. I was like, oh, this is I know what this is. And I was I, I was excited by the idea like somebody else might hear my song and like think of like, you know, everybody's talking or something because I borrow a line from mm. it. And, and, you know, like pull in whatever like their feelings about that song are as part of mine. Like it, it felt like kind of a fun uh, experiment and also like a little bit of like a, hey, let's see what we can get away with with, <laughs> with regard to, 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 to building this thing. Like how much can we like how many things, can, how many prefabricated things can you can you can you steal from in order to build something new? Yeah, it's it's an approach. I mean, everything is is fair game when it comes to to art. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's just whatever mm-hmm. works. So, whose whose idea was it to really lean into the country, you know, the steel guitar and the kind of the country feel of this CD? Uh, I think that was that's uh, me with strong encouragement from Keith. Like that's definitely the stuff that I listened to 
that's the stuff that the first thing that I go to when I want to listen to music. Well, and, who are your like, inspirations then? Oh man, I like my favorite. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, I love going to see him tonight. I love Todd Snyder. I think he's an absolute genius. Uh, I love Hayes Carl. Um, I, Lyle Love is one of my favorite all-time musicians. Willie Nelson. Um, and then I like a lot of like you know some of using that Willie, <laughs> leaning on Willie like like a lot of the older country, some of the older country stuff. You know, like um, you know the Johnny Cash thing. You, you know, all the, the sort of like that classic kind of like sound, you know, with really kind of snappy, like two minute songs that stay with you for a hundred years. Mm. Uh, the Flatlanders, like I remember going to Newport uh, folk one year and they had like a Texas day and like Jimmy Dale Gilmore from the Flatlanders was there and Nancy Griffith and Eric Taylor. And I was like, this is the greatest music I've ever heard in my entire life. All these Texas singer songwriters. Um, so it's, like, I hope, I think a little bit of, of that scene kind of, filtered through a new england sensibility got in yeah i mean it it's definitely you've got you've you've really got a great band playing on this cd it's i mean it, that's the steel guitar coming through and you know just even the feels of the song and you know that the last song the closing song i'll see you by and by um just is keith singing with you on that yep he's singing the harmony yeah and then dickie reed's playing accordion on that mm-hmm. yeah it's that's a great you know country waltz i mean that's just like a that a, that has the feel of a classic song. I mean, that that right there is a song, is just what you're talking about. You've you perfectly captured a country waltz with that song, and it's a great, you know, I'll see you by and by, the chorus, and it's just, you know, that's a country song right there, and it, it just works so well. It was funny. I started writing it, and I, 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 as I was working on it, I was sure I must have stolen it from someplace. I was sure it must have existed because it sounded familiar to me, but I can't find anything that... I can't find it anywhere, so I guess I, I, I guess it's you know it's, it's a collection of everything kind of all m- mashed together. Well, it's a but, uh, country yeah. song. Country songs, you know, they kind of blend together after a while, and it's they all have sure. that that feel. But I mean, you've I mean, it's like you know doing a uh, what do you call it a Chuck Berry song with that riff. You know, you've that the one four five hammer on riff. You know, that mm-hmm. Johnny B. Good riff. How many songs have been written to that and just variations of that? I mean, it's. You know, everything's everything's been done in some fashion. It's just putting your little spin on it, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I try to tell. I, I teach um, playwriting at like at Providence College and URI, and I think that's something I try to tell my students is like, you can you can trust that if you're if you're going to do your version of something, it's going to be your version. Like right. you eventually you'll differentiate from the thing that you're inspired by. Right. But I sometimes I struggle to live by that <laughs> by that advice. Well, you know, you have. S- seven billion people on the planet and you know there's only so many extreme geniuses that are going to come out with a truly original concept um and and besides in this day and age with being bombarded with information and and music and tv and stuff so much it's you know by osmosis you can't avoid knowing things so it's it becomes part of your your brain after a while and things uh, just kind of seep in and seep in and out all the time. So it's 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 almost impossible at some point to to be truly original, I guess. Yeah, Which, I, I think that's a, that's a fair point. Like, what can you do? It can be. I think it can be a really helpful thing to remember. Like, you don't have to strive for originality. You have to strive for being honest right. with what you want to make. Right. I mean, unless you go and you've lived in a cabin in the woods for the past fifty years with no internet, no no contact with humans, it's kind of impossible. 
because it's just this you're just it, it's just so much stuff out there floating around you can't even walk down the street without even you know hearing something that will inspire something that is from something else so mm-hmm. so um one of the songs on there the almost late night song where did that one come from because you start you start you know whipping off the names of just about every talk show host there ever was in that one it's just i don't think there ever has been a song where you've gotten i think you covered everybody i'm not sure you missed anybody but i think you've got everybody in there and that's kind of like a honky talk boogie woogie song almost uh my i was uh doing uh my friend uh jake who's in a case who's a, uh very often a, a guest at the empire review he's a comedian but he was doing this thing at another theater where he was um he was making his own like talk show gold jacob goldman oh okay um he yeah he decided to like make up his own talk show and act like it had been a talk show that had been around for years uh and it was it was like this show he did a couple nights and so uh he had me on as one of his guests and I, I decided to write him a theme song. So I wrote that song uh, for him if he, if he wanted to use it for a theme. And I, I don't know, maybe, hopefully maybe he'll, he'll, he'll revive the show and we can actually like do it, um, you know, as like as a, as a as an intro for him to come out and do a terrible monologue. <laughs> Seeing how you're kind of into the, the theatrical aspect of things, do you plan on uh, trying to make any videos to go with these songs? I, you know, that's such a cool idea. I, I, I would like to do something like that. I just haven't given it. I have no idea where to start, but yeah, I would like to do that. I, I got to find the right person to sit down and talk with about making something like that happen. Maybe uh, you ought to shoot some of the, you know, shoot some of the release party show, and you can inter inter uh, interweave that into some other stuff you get. And these, at least when yeah. you've got everybody playing, you've got you can you know get some footage from that and that'll give you a start i mean these days i mean you can you could find a five-year-old you've got kids right i got i got one 11 year old yeah that 11 year old probably can do uh you know what's his name uh i don't know video i can't think right now a famous movie producer uh oh, sure, sure. <laughs> they could probably make a, a full feature length movie on their iphone you know uh, I might I might task her with with that with that job that night. I might, I might put her on the on the on the steady cam at the at the, the I, I seriously, I mean, these kids. I I'm, I struggle like trying to do these simple little tiny videos, and and then you know you finish them up, and then they don't work. But yet you go on YouTube, and there's some elaborate video with graphics and fades, and I I mean I saw a video that some kids had made of like it was almost like a Jurassic Park movie, complete with dinosaurs. And these kids, they were like, you know, 10, 12 years old. And they made a, like a, a feature-length Jurassic Park in their house. So, That's I mean, amazing. find yourself some kids with an iPhone and you probably can get the video made. Because, I mean, some of these just really call out for a video. I mean, and, you know, with your background and such, I'm sure you could get some pretty cool stuff. Well, the good thing is my, my kid will work cheap, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's not a bad idea at all. For a while, you were going by David Rainbow, or was that just me being dyslexic and and seeing the letters in your name wrong? No, you're you're not. I I never went by that name, but um, everybody thinks that's my name because it, it it's the same letters. Did you and have it? Thing where like, well, I know. I it is the. It's just it's just a couple of letters flipped around, but it's just. I, I swear that you went by that name. I thought I even heard you be introduced by that name. Uh, somebody, I, it's very likely somebody mistakenly introduced me by that name. That definitely could have happened because it's happened. To, 
you know, about a hundred times in my life. Because so. I know your name is Rabino. I, I know it's Rabino, but I just thought you changed it for like stage presence or something. And then I just got it in my head. I had to look at your CD to see if it was Rabino or Rainbow on the CD. And it was Rabino. Oh man, I should have gone by Rainbow. That would have been, I, I, I could probably, you know, sell a few more uh, uh, units that way. I'd be more marketable. <laughs> Or you could just find people like me who are just stupid, and when they look at words, they just see them as the wrong word. <laughs> well, I, I I think it's pretty common because it it is like it's move like one letter. And... Yeah, I, that's what I mean. It's just I don't know. I think it's just getting old and just being failing vision, failing mind, everything. It's just you know talk oh, fun oh, stuff. Like... Down, John. We're all going to pieces. <laughs> yeah, we are. Anything else you want to throw in there about the CD? Like I said, if you if 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 you get a chance, you should go to this this record release party and and hear some of this music. It's fun. It's a fun CD. I mean, you know, I mean, I you you know, you're not the you're not an opera singer. You have an original style voice. Um, yeah, that's that's a very generous way of putting it. I mean, it's it's an original. I mean, it's like voices. People have been spoiled by the American idolization of of voices, and they hear a one dimensional voice. Whereas, if you can't, you know, shatter rafters and sing forty notes for one word, then you can't sing. I mean, Bob Dylan cannot sing, and but he people love his voice, and people who have original voices add something to the music especially when it's their own music and you have an original voice and it's it it works for what you do and I'll say yeah I'm, I've always been a huge fan of people with let's say non-traditional non-traditionally great voices uh, you brought up Leonard Cohen before you know that's that like that's an incredible voice and uh, I, I think Todd Snyder is an amazing singer even though he's not what you would call a uh, a traditional uh, you know musical superstar or anything but yeah I I, I have a real weakness for for people with uh where you can hear the limits of the instrument right well uh, and, and it works and I, thought, I was like that gave me permission to sort of do what i wanted to do so that that's, i'm glad you uh, it's just, i think it's a i think it's a that's an important sort of uh condition to place on things like uh this this is going to be some something individual right you know? I, I hope it kind of comes off like that it does i mean and like i said it works for what you're doing you you've got these quirky songs you've got a kind of a quirky voice and a quirky approach to things and your music is overall kind of fun and it, it's the music is, is is stellar you've got stellar musicians backing you the songs are solid and and like i said there's some really like strong songs on here that are fun and you know you should get you some notice and you know it not everybody has to be pristine and perfect in their you know presentation of their voice and it's just and it's just you have to you know approach it from an open mind and and listen to it and just appreciate what you're doing as art yeah and i i think having having the the quality musicians that i had with me um really gave me freedom to do that because knowing that they were back there i like for me like as i listened back to things like it really kind of smoothed over the cracks that i could hear in myself and my playing and my performing like uh, you know having that solid foundation of you know michael clark on drums and this guy's a, a legend has been playing in nashville and and, and and la for forever um and and keith and, and 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 george and everybody just having this like 
real solid musicianship behind me gave me continually gave me confidence to kind of like push further and see what we could explore as we as we made this thing and that's probably why it, it goes to so many kind of different styles like we were just having fun in the studio yeah and it sounds like it it's a fun cd i th- i think you know it came out very well I, i'm I, i've listened to it a couple of times and it's enjoyable i mean it's something that somebody can really sit down and listen to and just you know smile when they hear it because it's fun and you can you can tell that you had fun recording it and like I said, it it, it just overall is is pretty good, and I think that people should get out and see the show and uh, give it a listen and, and pick it up. I mean, it's you're you're a local musician. You should people should you know spring for the money to buy the CD and support what you've done because it, it it's not cheap making a CD. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, but it was it was definitely a labor of uh, a labor of love during the uh, pandemic. And it was some it was a, a thing like I was glad to be able to have the ability to do during the pandemic and it would be nice to, to make it back now that it's now that the pandemic seems to be ending a little bit they're good songs they're good songs and i it like i said you had fun doing it it shows it comes across well it's you know you should you should be able to move a few of these because it's a fun cd and uh get out and get this music heard it's it's what we do with songwriters we want our music heard and this is why we do it so. absolutely I want to thank you for for chatting with me and talking about your CD. And uh, you want to tell people one more time with the, about the CD release, where it is, and when? Sure. Uh, it's uh, on uh, Saturday, April twenty third at the Parlor on North Main Street in Providence. Uh, six o'clock doors. Music will probably start about six thirty. No cover. Uh, CDs will be available there. And if you can't make it, you can check out my website, DaveRabinow.com com can order a cd or or download it uh from that website as well because uh you know capitalism right exactly and you want to make sure you get there early because it's only going to be till eight o'clock and then you'll be able to go night night after that it's a very yeah. early night so get there on time for yeah, all you evening design for old people <laughs> Now is this an all ages show? You said your your uh, your kid is going to be there. Yep, it's an all ages show, but like spiritually, it's really for for people in their nineties, like like me. <laughs>
my sins upon the wind and wherever they may fly may they take root and blossom there connecting earth and sky is way on high as if to ask forgiveness I'll see you by and by I'll see you Thanks for the conversation. It was a pleasure talking. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I will talk to you soon, and hopefully next time I see you, it won't be your bare ass. Let's 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 both hope. <laughs> All right. Take care, Dave.
Okie dokie. Thanks to Dave Rabineau for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Dave Rabineau will be performing at the Parlor on North Main Street, April 23rd at 6 p.m. He'll be celebrating the release of his debut CD, We Had a Good Run. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, Arwen Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.